There's a song that's being sung all around the world. There's a sound that's being heard all over the earth. Can you hear it now?
song till that final day. Till we gather around his throne and we see his face. When all of God's people agree that Jesus is the King. When every single knee will bow and every single tongue it shouts. When everyone finally agrees that Jesus is the Lord and Welcome, 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 everyone, and uh, so good to be with you today. My name is Marvin, one of the pastors here. It's just a pleasure to say hello and to greet you. Hopefully, you got greeted on the way in. But if not, let me say hello to each and every one of you choosing to be with us here uh, tonight, and we just love that you are with us singing about a great God. Can't be better off uh, beginning a new year by singing about a God who is great. Amen? Well, I uh, just want to say again, thank you for being here. If you are new or visiting, we just love that you're here. We would uh, love to get to know you. There's a seat, uh, there's a connection card, and that's in the seat back right in front of you. And uh, you can grab that connection card. You can fill that out, drop it in the offering bag. Let us know that you're here. Someone on our staff will call you. We want to get to know you. We want to just say hello. We want to get to hear your story. So make sure you fill out that connection card. You can also stop by the new people's table. That's located out in the lobby. And uh, there's a free gift for you there tonight. And uh, again, we just want to say hello and get some information so that we can follow up with you. And if you are joining us online, we want to say welcome to you as well. Love that you are with us. And uh, hopefully you're having a great time of worship as well. Well, I have a few announcements for you. This information is in your bulletin. This informa information is on our app. It's on our website, so please make sure that you check those sources of great information. But let me highlight a few just for you right now. One, we are going to begin the new year, Men of Christian Assembly, by gathering in this place. We do it a few times a year. We call it the Men's Gathering. Thank you. Guys, who's going to join me this Wednesday? Hands up, guys. Hands up. Hands up. All right. And if you didn't put your hand up, may I consider inviting you to join us this Wednesday night, 7 p.m., right in this room. We're going to gather. We have an amazing guest speaker lined up. He's the president of the Foursquare Denomination, and he's going to be with us. It's a treat to have him in the house. Uh, we are also inviting our male high school students. They're going to be walking across the street from their normal gathering and being with us. So dads, bring your teenage sons. In fact, if you've got a middle schooler, bring him as well, because we want to have multi-generational worship happening in this place place with our men. Can I invite you to include someone else around your circle of influence, whether it's a coworker, a neighbor, someone on your softball team? 
Invite them. Say, hey, come join me for the men's gathering. On your way out tonight, you're going to get a sticker like this, which has uh, all of the dates for the men's events for 2023. Take that sticker, put it on your water bottle, put it on your phone, on your car, on your mirror at home, some way to remind you of all the dates for the coming year. And take a sticker for a buddy and say, hey, join me for men's events in 2023. So guys, be with us this week as we gather for our men's gathering. Life groups. Um, if you're not a part of a life group yet, you're really missing out on all that God has for you in 2023. So I'd love to invite you to make space and to get, to get connected to others who want to know and grow in Christ with you. Make some friends. Be known. And so the best way to do that is to join a life group. You can go on our website and find a list of all available groups. You can email leaders right from our website and they'll get back to you and you can join one of our life groups. Well, women, there's an opportunity for you to jump in as well. The Women's Bible Study. Excited? The Women's Bible Study is starting back up January 17th and 18th, and it's a great time to jump in and be connected to other women. They're going to be studying the Gospel of John, an exciting book for the new year, so make sure you take advantage of that. They meet in the North Sanctuary, which is right across the street. They're gathering 7 p.m. on Tuesdays and 9.30 a.m. on Wednesdays. Child care is provided, but you'd have to register for your children online in advance. So make sure you go on our website and register your children to be a part of that. And it's free, of course. Uh, so please jump in to the Women's Bible Study. Well, we're going to continue on our time of worship by giving of our tithes and offerings. And we have a passage that I'd love to read with you. It's De Deuteronomy 7.9. It says the following. It says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, that he is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Our God is a faithful God, and that's why we worship him, that's why we sing, and that's why we choose to worship him through the giving of our tithes and offerings. If you are new or visiting, please feel no obligation to give, but if you call this place your home, thank you so much for your ongoing generosity. You can give in the offering bags, you can give on our app and on our website as well. Would you pray with me? So, Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We've sung about it, and now we get to practically live it out by the giving of our tithes and offerings. We just pray that each and every day we are reminded of who you are, Lord, of your great faithfulness in our lives, Lord. So thank you for that, Lord. We are a grateful people, Lord. We pray that you would bless everyone that is able to worship you this way. We pray that you would be able to bless everyone who's not able to worship you tonight and just be with us and remind us of your faithfulness as it is ongoing, Lord. We thank you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let me uh, introduce myself to any of you who are visitors or guests. My name is Tom. I'm one of the pastors here. I want to welcome those of you who are online with us as well. And of course, to my CA family, great to be with you as well. Happy New Year. We made it to 2023. Can you believe it, right? Yeah, it's, we can applaud that. We made it. Uh, Allison, I love you, church. We've been praying for you. If you're a guest or a visitor, we are praying for you as well as we step into this new year. I uh, want to just share a little bit about our Christmas services. Um, we had 34 first or uh, new commitments to Christ made by adults. We had 78 kids make a first or recommitment to Christ. We had 14 adults say they want to be baptized. 
20 adults say that they wanted to get serious about investigating faith. You put that all together, that's 146 people who responded in some way, whether kids or adults throughout our Christmas services. And if that's you, uh, we're following up. You either have or will be receiving a phone call to help you know what your next steps are. We had hundreds and hundreds more of you write down prayer requests. want to let you know that uh, we're distributing those to our all staff team who will be praying as well as our prayer teams as well. And so can we just applaud all of the uh, decisions that were made in God's work and people's lives? And so God, we thank you for that. And if you're one of the people that made a very first time decision to say yes to Jesus, I want to welcome you into the family of God. Your very next step is to be baptized. Well, anybody make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Two people did, two back there did, that's it. The rest of us are too embarrassed. We're like, I, I did, but I already broke it. It's, it's, it's too late into the new year for me to have made it this far. Well, recently, uh, you know, it's a good thing. We come into a new year with high motivation and expectations. I think that's a good thing. But I saw this week a survey that categorized the top New Year's resolutions that we Americans make, all right? So top resolutions we make by category top four answers. I want you to think of what would be the four categories that you would guess that, no, don't tell me your guess. Just keep them in your mind. (laughs) Think about your guess. And uh, all right, so you got them in your mind. All right. So the number four most common category that we make resolutions about is relationships. 31% of Americans make resolutions each new year around relationships. The third most uh, popular area would be finances. Finances related resolutions. 34% of us are making some type of resolution around our finances. The second most common one is weight. We're making resolutions around our weight. 38% of us are making resolutions around our weight. And the number one category that we make resolutions, they lump this together, spiritual self-improvement and education, 47%. I don't know if they each get a third of the 47%, but they lumped it together. So almost half of us saying, I want to grow in some way in the new year. Well, 2023 gives us a fresh chance for a fresh start. It's a chance to ask God and to ask ourselves these questions. What would it take for you to have a great year in 2023? What's standing in your way? On December 31st, 2023, where do you hope you'll be in your relationship with God? Some of you are spiritually unconvinced. Some of you are half convinced. Some of you are fully convinced. What's the next step for you in your relationship with God? What's the next step for you? Where do you hope to be on December 31st, 2023 in your relationship with others, with other people, family, friends, coworkers, classmates? Or what efforts or accomplishments is God inviting you or even commanding you to undertake in this new year? Well, over the next three weeks, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about how to have a great year. This week, we're going to look at what the Bible has to say about starting the year off right. So we're going to consider it, but before we do, let's pray. Well, God, we commit this year to you, and it's your year. Have your way in our life. Lord, for those who are spiritually convinced 
all the way through to people who are completely committed to you. I ask that you would help us take our next step with you in each area of our life. Lord, even more than resolutions, as great as they are, we need to hear what you're inviting us to become and do and renew in our lives and that we commit those areas to you. As we come to your word that's living and active, would you speak to us, strengthen us, maybe convict us, challenge us, grow us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. On the way in, hopefully you got a bulletin. If you did, you can flip it open to the center section. You'll see the teaching notes that are there that you can fill out throughout our time together as we go. You'll see the scriptures that are there for you as well. Well, one of the greatest gifts that God gives us is the gift of time. In fact, Job chapter 14 verse 5 says, you've decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live and we are not given a moment longer. God decides the length of our lives. We get to decide what we do with the time that God entrusts with us. He gives us what's called free will. And so he determines our times, but we get to make decisions about how we're going to use that time. And so that's an incredible opportunity. So with that being said, I want to give us four core principles from God's word that we need to do if we're going to have a great year in 2023, regardless of what circumstances come our way. The first one is this. We need to assume responsibility for your life. You know, it's always easier to blame someone else for my problems. Have you ever done that right? And I've often thought to myself, like, why is it easier for me to blame someone else for my problem rather than for me to take responsibility for my life? What's so attractive about blaming someone else rather than saying, you know, that's mine. I got to own that. The Bible is clear that we each have a God-given responsibility for our lives. Galatians chapter 6 verse 5 says each person must be responsible for himself or herself. Proverbs 22 verse 13 says the lazy person claims there's a lion out there. If I go outside, I might be killed. In other words, a lazy person is full of excuses. Let me ask you, what excuses did you make for yourself in 2022 that you do not want to carry into 2023? I find that I'm pretty good at assuming responsibility in some areas of my life, but then I find that I'm not as good at assuming responsibility in other areas of my life. Have you ever had that happen? Like you've got some areas where like I am dialed in uh, taking responsibility in this area and this area, not so much. I don't make excuses in my life when it comes to spending time in God's word or prayer. I don't make excuses in my life about having a financial plan or growing in generosity. I have a plan, it's prayerful, I stick to it. But I do tend to make excuses when it comes to working out. This is what I tell myself. Well, it's been a long day. I don't have the energy to work out. The reality is I do have the energy. I'm not starving. My body would not perish if I worked out after a long day of work. I tell myself I don't have the energy, but the most honest version of the story is I don't have the will to work out some days. And here's the fact. Whatever the areas of your life where you're like, I don't usually take as great a responsibility in that area of my life. Here's the truth. There's never a convenient time to be disciplined in life. All the areas of my life 
where I'm like, you know, I, I need to be more disciplined in that area. It'll never be convenient for me to do it. If it was convenient, I already would have done it. Same with you. Maybe you have some areas in your life where you take responsibility. And we don't want to just brush back past that. Thank God for that. Thank God for those areas where you've grown in taking your God-given responsibility, assuming responsibility for your life in that area. Thank God for His work in you, however you learn to do that. Maybe you learned it from God's Word. Maybe your parents taught you something about having a strong work ethic, and that's something God's Word says, but you learned it from your parents. You didn't even know it was in the Bible, and you're like, wow, it's in the Bible. I, I, I do that well. Whatever it is, whatever that area is, thank God, because that's God at work in your life. But then maybe, like me, you do well in some areas, but if you're honest between you and God, you have a few other areas that you need to grow in. So maybe you take responsibility for your relationships, but not your spending. Your work life, but not your family life. Your physical health, but not your spiritual health. Your spiritual health, but not your physical health. What would it look like for you to assume your God-given responsibility in every area of your life in 2023? So the first is assume responsibility for your life. It's a God-given gift that you get to assume that. No one else gets to assume that responsibility. He's given it to you. The second principle is this. Decide what is important. Show of hands. How many of you have ever ever had this thought? I want to do blank, fill in the blank, but I just don't have enough time. You ever had that thought? Right? Pretty common thought. I've had it too. But the truth is that we give our times to what we value. If I can't do a certain thing, the problem is not a lack of time. It's simply that I value something else more. That's just the reality, right? Job 34 verses 3 and 4 puts it this way. We can choose the sounds we want to listen to. We can choose the taste we want in food. And we should choose to follow what is right. But first of all, we must define what is good. Or Proverbs 17 verse 24. An intelligent person aims at wise action, but a fool starts off in many directions. As we start this new year, We want to aim at wise action. We must be guided by God's word and prayer in determining what is important in our lives. Otherwise, if we don't decide that in advance, we'll get pulled in a million different directions. Think about that for a moment. Think about your typical week. What does your time say about what you value, what you prioritize the most? What are you giving your time to that maybe isn't as important? As I reviewed the last year, there are some things I gave my time to. I'm like, yeah, that matches what I would say that I value. And there were other things that I got pulled into or I did or whatever that really didn't match it, but I just kind of got pulled into it by other people who were asking me, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Whatever it is. And the same is probably true for you as well. Where is it? that you're doing something that maybe you need to prune back in your life so that you can create space for maybe something that is more important that's being left out. To have a great year, you have to decide what is important in every area of your life. That first area, spiritual life. What will grow my walk with God in 2023? You have to decide what's important. What's going to grow your walk with God? 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 says, grow in spiritual strength and become better acquainted with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's going to grow your walk? I want to give you two examples 
from my own life as I step into 2023. Our family is doing a Bible <clears throat> reading plan, the Bible in a year, together on uh, the Version Bible app. And as part of that, we decided this year that we would add one verse from God's Word each week in 2023 that we would memorize that we don't already have memorized. So the plan is each Friday, each member of our family would share the verse that they chose to memorize with another family member. They have to do it from memory, right? And we did that as a family. We decided that as a family because we think memorizing God's Word, having 52 more verses memorized by the end of 2023, we think that's going to grow our walks with God. And so we're holding one another accountable to that. Or another example, I know that periodic personal retreats grow my walk with God. But I found that if I don't put them into my calendar in advance, I don't do them. I have to predetermine that this is, this is the day that I'm going to go spend time away. Or this is the overnight that I'm going to do. Sometimes it's just, you know, a, an extended morning. Sometimes it's an overnight. Sometimes it's two overnights. Whatever it might be. Whatever the time is for you. But I've found that if I don't put it in, in advance, something else is going to take that time. And so I have to decide in advance at the start of the year, when am I going to step back from my normal rhythm to retreat? Men, we've, you've already heard the announcement. We're inviting you to decide in advance to join us this Wednesday for the men's gathering so that you don't decide after a long day of work, do I feel like going or not? No, you're deciding in advance. I'm going to be there. Women, we're inviting you now to decide to jump in to the women's Bible study. So you're not deciding week by week, do I feel like going, do I not feel like going? Do I feel like going, do I not feel like going? If I do that with my physical workouts, do I feel like working out? No, I feel like eating donuts all the time. That doesn't mean I should do that, right? So I can't always be led by my feelings. I have to decide in advance, not just in the moment what matters most. That second area is intellectual. What do I want to learn in 2023? Proverbs 19.8 says, do yourself a favor and learn all you can. Then remember what you learn and you will prosper. Maybe for some you need to learn <clears throat> some theology to deepen your understanding of God's character in 2023. Maybe you need to learn a new skill at work to advance your work life or maybe it's a skill that you're learning just for your personal enjoyment. You know, learn to play guitar or, or to do something creative that you might just enjoy. Maybe you need to learn something about nutrition or, or something about finances and investing. Part of having a great year is taking a responsibility for your God-given intelligence. He gave you a brain. He wants you to use it, to apply it, to learn and keep on growing. You're never too young to learn. You're never too old to learn. In fact, somewhere along the way in 2023, I expect that we'll do a weekend series on the intellectual reasons to believe in God. What do you want to learn in 2023 so that you grow intellectually? You decide what's important to me intellectually in 2023. You decide that in advance. The third area is physical. What will, what will improve my health in 2023? <clears throat> it could be establishing or renewing a regular habit of exercise. It could be having a plan on, on what you're going to eat. It doesn't have to be huge. It could be small. For example, I've, I've known this, many of you know this as well, this is not like new research that's come out, but I know drinking more water will help my health in 2023, I'm aware of that. So I, I don't like to drink water, I don't know why, it, it's flavorless, I think that's probably why. <laughs> and so I've just made the decision that every morning while my coffee is brewing, 
So I guess I do drink water. It's just pass through coffee beans. <laughs> Every morning while my coffee is brewing, I'm going to drink a big glass of water. I'm going to start my day with a big glass of water while I wait for my coffee to brew. Why am I doing that? Well, because I know that drinking water, staying hydrated, it helps your body with all sorts of functions and it helps all your organs and it helps your skin. It helps everything. And so it's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink. I'm going to start my morning with a big glass of water even before my cup of coffee. It could be taking responsibility to grow a cheerful heart. You might be saying, well, what does that have to do with my physical health? Well, the scriptures are clear that your emotional and physical health are connected, and the best scientific research that's happening says the exact same thing. Could be that you need to grow a a, a cheerful heart. As Proverbs 17, verse 22 says, Be cheerful. Being cheerful keeps you healthy. It is a slow death to be gloomy all the time. You ever feel that? It's like, man, I'm kind of in a rut where I'm kind of gloomy all the time and, and I feel myself slowly dying spiritually and, and physically. But being cheerful can keep you healthy. You can choose that. You can choose. I'm going to choose to think about what is right, good, true, noble. I'm going to focus and think upon these things. What's going to improve your health in 2023? Decide what's good for your health in advance. The last area, relational. What will be my service to others in 2023? Decide now that you will make time to serve others. That's part of our God-given responsibility if we want to have a great year. If you want to have a horrible year, make your life all about you all the time and serve no one else. And your life will shrink down on you and small problems will seem like massive problems and you'll be gloomy all the time and you'll die a slow death. That's what the Bible says. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. I didn't write it. That's what it says. If you want to have a great year, it includes using your God-given gifts to help others. I want to encourage you, serve in Kids Church, serve with our students, on our worship team as a life group leader, as an usher, with our evangelism efforts or more. One of the biggest lies I hear from people that they believe about themselves is this, God can't use me, God won't use me. I don't have anything special to offer. No, God has made you uniquely with gifts that he wants you to use, with passions that he wants you to use. You know, sometimes you can look at it and say, well, I know somebody else who has that same gift and so they could probably do it better than me. Well, maybe they can. But you're not them and they're not you. And if you sit on the sideline and just watch what they're doing, that's one less person making an impact for the kingdom of God. So I want to encourage you, find your place. 1 Peter 4 verse 10 says, God has given each of you, not some of you, each of you, some special abilities. Be sure to use them to help others, passing on to others God's many kinds of blessings. You God has given you unique abilities that are a a special blessing that you can pass on. I think that each time we have our our musicians lead us, I mean, they're they're using their gifts. It's, It's unto God and for his glory, but I'm also getting blessed as part of that. When you use your God-given gifts, it's a form of blessing others through you. That third core principle is this, don't wait to begin. 
Ecclesiastes 11.4 says, if you wait for perfect conditions, you'll never get, any, get anything done. Once you assume responsibility, you prayerfully decide what's important in each area of your life, then you get started now. In life, you can either make progress or excuses, but not both at the same time. You know, some people, they'll wait their whole life for something to happen, and life just passes them by. I've sat with people who are on their deathbed, and they'll say, I wish I could go back, and here's what I would have done differently. I wouldn't have waited. I would have just tried. Sometimes people, as they're waiting, they wonder where God is, and God wonders why they never took their God-given responsibility to decide what is important, to come up with a prayerful plan and begin. You don't even need a perfect plan. You can adjust your plan as you go, but you have to get going. You cannot steer a car that is not moving. You cannot steer a ship that is in the port. Some of us, we get stuck because maybe we had a plan that failed in the past or didn't work out exactly as we expected, and now we're uh, afraid to make any other plans. Have you ever had that? I've had that happen. Well, God, I made a plan before and it didn't work out the way that I had hoped it would. And in fact, it went like the exact opposite direction I hoped it would. So maybe I shouldn't even make a plan. Look, the Bible never guarantees that we will not fail. But we can be guaranteed that we will fail at everything that we never attempt. Let me share with you a true confession. As many of you know, there is a Bible app <clears throat> that you can get on your phone called YouVersion. And a number of years ago, they approved me as a teaching partner, and I've written two seven-day Bible reading plans as part of that. And by God's grace, over the last couple of years, they've grown to over 120,000 people who have completed all seven days of those reading plans. So they're reading God's Word, they're reading some of my devotional thoughts on those plans. So about a year ago, I had this thought rolling around in my heart. I just thought, wouldn't it be amazing if God would grow the number from 120,000 people to a million people who spent time in God's word from devotional reading plans written from CA over the next 10 years? That's what I thought. But I knew for that to happen that I or others would need to write more plans. So about 12 months ago, I had that thought, and I've had that thought for 12 months now. <clears throat> And then in 2022, I did not write a single plan. Why not? Because I didn't make the time. The other reason, if I'm honest, is there's a certain paralysis that comes from thinking, well, Tom, if you want hundreds of thousands of people to read this, it better be your very, very, very best stuff. And I found that that thought the, the, the enticement of that there's some perfect plan that I could write is the enemy of me getting started on a good plan. Isn't that what we just read in Ecclesiastes 11.4? If you wait for perfect conditions, you won't get anything done. But you know what? A good reading plan that gets written and motivates people to read God's word is better than a perfect reading plan that never gets written and so no one ever gets to be motivated to read God's word. So I want to assume responsibility for my life. And I've decided that helping people read and know God's word is good. And others have affirmed that I have a teaching gift and that it serves people when I do that. I have an open door of an opportunity. The other reading plans that I've done have been fruitful. In other words, all the ingredients are in place. But it will only happen if I begin. In fact, 
I've really wrestled with whether or not to even share this illustration. <laughs> because I thought, you know, if I say this to the church, invariably some of these jokers are going to write it down. And on December 31st of 2023, they're going to say, hey, did you publish any more reading plans on version or not, right? I realize that it's really easy for me to put a private goal on a back burner. But a public goal, it's a little bit harder to move it to the back burner. Let me ask you, what is the thing that God has been asking you to do that you've been delaying? Yours will be different than mine. It could be a small goal. It could be a big dream that God has given you. But I want to encourage you, like I've been encouraging myself from God's word, whatever it is, put it on the front burner. And part of putting it on the front burner is sharing it with someone else. That you share that God-given goal with them and saying, hey, I want you to hold me accountable that I take the action steps I need to take to give this goal a shot of becoming reality for God's glory and the good of others. What is it that you've had on the back burner that God's saying in 2023, move it to the front burner? And part of moving it to the front burner is telling somebody about it. Maybe it's a, a friend you want to sit down and, and have a conversation with about Jesus. Maybe it's something that you want to do for someone, an act of generosity. Maybe it's a relationship that was severed or fractured months or decades ago that you need to ask for forgiveness about. I don't know what it is for you, but whatever it is, put it on the front burner. The fourth and final principle is expect God to help. We're not on our own. God doesn't expect us to change without his help. In fact, without God, our attempts at change are doomed. For example, where do you need God's help this year to overcome sin? Romans chapter 6, verse 10 and 11 says, When Christ died, he died to defeat the power of sin. You should see yourselves as being dead to the power of sin and alive with God through Jesus Christ. God will not only help you overcome the power of sin as you seek him and ask him, but he will also help you to accomplish every good work he's prepared in advance for you to do, according to Ephesians 2.10. You can expect his help and you can expect his strength. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 says, your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. So you're not just kind of drumming this up on your own. You're asking God to strengthen you, to know and do his will. Or Philippians chapter 4 verse 13, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. What is the everything that this verse is talking about? It's talking about everything that God has assigned for you to do. If he's assigned it to you, to do it in 2023, then you will have all the strength that you need to do it as you stay close to Christ. In other words, if you rely on God in determining your plans, then you can count on God in living them out. We're not making plans blindly and then hoping God will show up. We're saying, God, as I begin this year, what are the plans that you want me, what, what, are, the, what are the things you want me to invest myself into? And as we pray and as we listen, as we read God's word, as we seek wise counsel, those plans begin to come together and we begin to move forward in them. Now, I told you that I did not write a new uh, version Bible app plan in 2022, which is true, I didn't. But in 2022, I met a new friend. Uh, he's an Armenian pastor. 
And one day, he came to me and he asked if he could translate the plan that I had written on the parables of Jesus to Armenian so that people who speak the Armenian language could read it. And other than giving him permission to translate it, I didn't do anything else. But just this week, a brand new plan in Armenian went live. And people are already doing the reading plan in the Armenian language. God is helping me reach a goal that he has put in my heart. I kind of feel like he's smiling at me and saying, okay, Joker, listen, <laughs> let me help you get moving on this one. I'm sending Armand to help you on this one. The first one's a gimme. The next one's going to require you to stop waiting and simply begin. See, so yeah, I want to invite you with me to apply God's word and start the year off right. Next week, we're going to talk about how to have a great year specifically about strengthening your relational core. Let me close with this thought from G. Campbell Morgan. This is what he wrote. He said, let every year be given to God in its every moment. The year is made up of minutes. Let these be watched as having been dedicated to God. And here's the line I loved. It is in the sanctification of the small that the making of the holy of the large is secured. Let's pray. Father, thank you for all the ways that you were at work in our lives in 2022. Some among us, you brought into a relationship with you for the very first time in 2022. Others, we grew. And we don't take that for granted. Help us now to make plans that honor you and take the steps that we need to take to have a great year. Right now, where you are, let me just ask you, with God's help, what will grow your walk with God in 2023? Between you and God, just take a moment and reflect. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to invite you to do that now, to say to him, I'm saying yes to you, God. Through your son, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Make me new that I might know your will and follow you all the days of my life. If you're saying yes to Christ for the first time, let me know or maybe a friend who's a believer that you maybe came with. If you let me know, we'll give you a, a new believer's New Testament as a gift to you to help you. Your next step is to get baptized. Others of you, what's God inviting you to learn in 2023? Will you commit yourself to intellectual growth? How about your physical health? What step do you need to do to, t to improve your health in 2023? Some of you, it's, you've been putting off going to the doctor and it's like a point of pride. And Maybe for some of you, it's like you just need to schedule a doctor's appointment that you know you need to go do. Others of you, it might be about what you eat or maybe just drinking some water. What is it for you? Relational, what will be your service to others in 2023? Live for something larger than yourself. Father, help us to assume our God-given responsibility in our lives, to decide what is important in accordance with your word, to not wait to begin and to expect you to help us in 2023, we pray. 
And we begin this new year by coming to this communion table. It's not my table. It's not Christian Assembly's table. It's the table of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're welcome here if you've made a decision to follow Christ, whether you've just placed your faith in him a moment ago or whether you've done that many years ago. On the night that he was betrayed, he gathered his disciples and he took a loaf of bread. He took it, he blessed it, he broke it, and he gave it to them. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. And what are we remembering? We're remembering that without Christ's body being broken on the cross, there would be no salvation. But because of his great love for us, he came willingly, laid his life down on the cross for us and for our salvation. Likewise, after the supper, he took a cup of wine and he said, this is the cup of the shedding of my blood. As often as take and drink it, as often as you do so, do this in remembrance of me. And what are we remembering? We're remembering that without the shedding of the blood of the sinless one, Jesus Christ, there would be no forgiveness of sin. But because of his great grace and his great love for each one of us, he chose to willfully go to the cross so that you and I could be set free from our penalty of sin, from the record of our sin. As Colossians says, it would be nailed to the cross, the record of your sin nailed to the cross. Why? So that he could disarm the principalities of darkness that are dead set against each one of us. No more accusation, no more condemnation. Why? Because Christ has already paid. Justice has been served. And now you are set free to live in the abundance of his grace and the abundance of his forgiveness. Not doing good works because you're trying to earn your salvation. Doing good works because salvation came to you as a gift. Paying forward what you could never pay back. And so God, even now, I pray as we begin this year, that you would help us <clears throat> to always remember you. Thank you for coming for us. May we never take it for granted. Thank you for saving me and each one who's placed their faith in you. As we take this little bit of juice and bread, would you set these mundane elements apart for your holy and sacred purposes and help us remember you and to feed on you in our hearts by faith, with thanksgiving. We thank you, Lord, that we're never alone because of how much you love us and all that you've done for us. Let us begin this year with that assured conviction. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're a follower of Christ, you can go ahead and take the communion now as Jacob leads us. <clears throat>